Happy Valentine's Day from the team here at Neuron Wellness. My name is Tiffany and I'm happy to be hosting this podcast as the newest member to the team. As a neuroscientist and DJ myself, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to help Julia challenge, disrupt and reshape the outdated models of health that have become normalized in society. In this episode, Fall in Love with Your Gut, Julia and I get the chance to sit down and discuss the importance of maintaining good gut health and the small but simple smart habits that anyone can implement to set the foundation for a healthier and longer life. We touch on everything from the problems with today's outlook on health, what smart wellness really means and the difference between being fit and being well. Julia also shares some insights into the content of her upcoming book, Auto-Tune, Smart Wellness Made Even Easier, which is the end to her health trilogy series. Without further ado, let's get into it. Hi, Julia. Thanks so much for taking the time to speak to me. Let's start at the beginning. Can you give us an overview of your background? How did you get into smart wellness and what does it mean? I was first shown these techniques a very long time ago, probably before you were born, to be frank. In the early 90s, uh, I was a sport and exercise science uh, undergraduate, and I went on a student exchange trip to Los Angeles and visited a US naval base. And while I was there, the PTs were explaining how they were using music and breathing and visualization to reduce anxiety and stress in high pressure situations, to improve sleep, to boost endurance, motivation, confidence, and all of that. And I was a DJ and a musician at the time, still am. And uh, I just found this fascinating. And obviously now the more modern um, terminology is biohacking or, smart wellness where you're using hacks that specifically and directly target our underlying biology. So I found that really fascinating in the early 90s. And when I graduated and throughout the past 30 years, I've been using music as my preferred biohack because it's just so super quick acting and highly effective. So that's that kind of started my journey with this whole thing. And then more recently, when I dug back into it, for various reasons through research and starting to write the three health trilogy books. Uh, This field has just moved on massively because now obviously it's driven by amazing technology. So it's the combination of those basic hacks using sound, daylight and everything else, but then coupled with things like wearables, like the ring or the watches or whatever you're using, it, it becomes a really powerful insight into what's going on beneath the surface in our ancient biology so yeah it's it's a fascinating time agreed okay i'm excited to get more into this so can you talk to us about what the gut brain axis is and why it's so important for us to have a healthy gut microbiome so when i was doing my um applied neuroscience postgrad i a lot of the of the content was starting to really explore the fact that many psychiatric drugs, you know, don't really work. So drugs for depression and anxiety, it's sort of right. we're going to flood the brain and hopefully some of it will land in the right place and, and have an effect. And it's it's a really kind of blunt instrument, all, all that we've had for a long time. But I became really interested in the fact that 
the lectures were digging into the fact that other things like food um, had a really significant impact on the brain because of the gut brain axis and, and it is a bi-directional connection right so it's not we've often thought oh well if, if you're a bit stressed you have kind of upset tummy and stuff like that but but it also goes the other way that if you're if your gut bacteria are also having a, a crap time, excuse the pun, um, then, you know, that it can affect chemicals because it's the chemical factory down there. So, so if they're not working properly, then the chemicals that are required for your brain health, mental functioning, you know, cognitive functioning, complete cellular health throughout the whole body is not working properly. And so I got really, really interested bordering on it obsessed with with the fact that you know now so much research is pointing towards the gut as you know the a, a problem that underlies almost everything that's been killing us for generations yeah it's amazing so do you have first-hand experience i would imagine you know pretty sure you do how, how have you have you found that being in you know eating more intuitively that has that had a really really positive impact on your health yeah, massively. So, and I, I, I was really shocked when I, you know, when I did my, is that the first book that came out, the Music Diet, that was purely looking at music as a biohack, right? But then the second book, I wanted to expand that into a complete, comprehensive approach to, well, you know, fifty years of diet and fitness did not produce any healthy nations. So, what are we meant to be doing? And so, looking at how our ancient ancestors you know how our biology evolved basically so we were outdoors a lot so we need daylight exposure because the circadian you know the sleep time and neurons require daylight to activate and so all of that cold water you know breathing extending exhales all of that which was the the complete focus of the neuron book smart wellness made easy uh, where I did that year-long experiment on myself as a n equals one experiments of one, but it was incredible how like I, seriously I I was shocked and I, and I've been telling people to do this for a long time, but is when I when I dug into it deeper and the more recent science around all of this and started making all these tiny changes to my habits, you know, cancelled my gym membership, no diets or anything like that it transformed not only my weight because now i'm the same weight that i was in my 20s through not dieting right just just i i lost a stone and um 14 pounds for people who are not familiar with that terminology and how many kilograms is that i don't know what, i have no idea uh and but also my sleep improved my skin improved. I had I had this ongoing. I, I don't want to you know bore you with with my ail ailments, but <laughs> when, I, when I was doing my sports science degree, like you know when, when I was in my early twenties, doing a life saving course, I got this ear infection when I was doing a lot of swimming. Turned into a, like a chronic re recurring ear infection, and also with kind of like eczema on in my ears as well, like a skin, you know, it, it was aggravating the skin in my ears. I was prescribed steroid ointments and drops and stuff like that on repeat prescription for twenty three years, right? Mm. Twenty three years, 
and I went to specialists thinking surely there's a cure for this right but no kept repeat prescriptions all this steroid stuff so I stopped using it when I did my experiment and changed my diet did a gut test red flag around dairy so I stopped having like cow's milk and and that kind of thing and it completely disappeared it's amazing this actually follows perfectly into what I was going to say next because obviously as part of you know the smart wellness journey you encourage everyone to take a gut test and again it's this idea of having that intuition about what is right for you and your health so yeah what more can you tell us about this um yeah yeah so so the first step I did was just a very basic measure of of gut function so uh you know score out of 10 what's going on in there you know have I completely destroyed it and and that that is what I recommend people start with because the more advanced gut tests you get like a 90 page report which is complete overwhelm for for most people and it's just too much information to be able to act on it so the first step was just realizing thinking that I was eating healthily right and then scoring not very well like four out of ten 4.5 out of 10 in my first gut test so I was like whoa this is not this is how can that be so bad how can it be so bad and then I've been testing people testing people testing people and everyone's pretty much the same most people do not score very well because we've all got this poor diversity of, of gut bacteria that's been driven by generations of stupid eating habits that we've normalized because you know we think it's safe because we believe that surely we wouldn't be allowed to be sold things that are bad for us but you know we are Mm -hmm. and things like antibiotic use uh being bottle fed uh at birth you know ridiculous levels of sanitization of our houses our obsession with antibacterial and even before covid right it's Mm. all about we can't have germs and bacteria in the house but of course we need exposure to all of those bacteria to develop and build a really diverse colony of gut you know all these different types of gut bacteria that are essential to our biology and and we've just killed off most of them Mm. so in the western world we're left with this low level of gut diversity which is driving all of the other problems silently for for decades until in your 50s now you know on average people are diagnosed with their first chronic illness that is then given the prescription medication for so it's the 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 gut test which back in the day you know when we were doing all this testing in the sports science lab and you needed expensive equipment it's not everyone could do it because it was you didn't have access to that kind of thing whereas now it's all available on the consumer you know marketplace it's you can get a gut test for less than 100 quid and that is incredibly valuable information for even just for you to go wow there's a problem i didn't Mm. even realize so i better do something about it and then the the more detailed uh, um, tests that are also available now they're more expensive and you get but you get a bit more more data and you know that that can dive into even more detail about the the specific bacteria that you're lacking or if you've got too much of a bad bacteria 
you've killed off all some of these good bacteria and so you can start rebuilding it but at a very basic level you don't really need that depth of information depth of data a simple gut function test will give you enough of a baseline if you say whoa i scored three out of ten so i'll start adding more probiotic stuff into my diet i'll i'll eat the more diverse plants i'll stop eating so much sugar i'll i'll do a bit of intermittent fasting and and give my biology a rest and hey presto now i'm a seven out of ten you know mm. yeah amazing amazing so i mean kind of i guess following on from this idea of what you're eating um i know you're launching a fruit and vegetable box in a few months is it i think that is yeah. correct so yes. what can you tell us more about this and how this fits into this idea of, of of what you're consuming and and increasing your your gut health yeah so i you know when i when i started back in the early 90s we of course we did nutrition as part of a sport and exercise science course and and the, my, my masters you know looking at physiology nutrition is a huge part of performance it's a fuel obviously um but interestingly when i started doing the research for the books and i was doing mystery shopper going into leading health club chains and looking at at sport and exercise fitness courses and things like that and looking at the curriculums right and the syllabus of what they were being taught and it's hardly changed since i did it in the 90s it's still talking about portion sizes and calories and all of this kind of stuff and as with everything science moves on and mm. the science move has moved on and the knowledge base hasn't really moved on unless unless you go out and look for it it hasn't really moved on. So we're still giving people very out of date information. If you can hear someone drinking, that is my dog. <laughs> that is my very thirsty dog. I don't know if you can hear that, but it's very thirsty. Um, <laughs> still going, yeah, still drinking. Um, I just put me off my stride now. Was oh, yeah. So so all this stuff was was sort of really outdated. outdated. Yeah. yeah. And, and now the the new science looking at the gut microbiome and and also looking at the fact that this dis dysbiosis of the gut bacteria so they're out of whack right that there's there's not enough of them there's not enough different types of them the diversity is really low we haven't got the right ones we've killed off the good one you know it's just a mess down there and uh, so so that is at the heart of chronic illnesses and also um oh god he's brought his tennis ball now sorry um also chronic inflammation so low level in inflammation and so the new advice that's that's flooding out of all these research publications now is diversity of plants so you know we 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 didn't evolve over over this huge timeline um you know the evolution of our biology that did not evolve on processed foods. That evolved on natural whole foods that come out of the natural environment and then into our mouth. So the only way to, to properly rebalance all of this and reduce significantly reduce your risk of illness is to start eating more plants and not just the old 
five a day portion guidelines because what they recommend means that you could have an apple a day, for instance, or a banana a day, whatever it is. Well, that's just one type. And the new recommendation is that we need at least 30 different types of plants that have all got different nutrient profiles and you know tons of different chemical uh, ingredients and components that all these different bacteria need. So you need to be eating this mass diversity. And I tried to do it myself. So I, I was reading the research and I was like, right, I'm going to do it. It was so hard because there was no farm shop supplier that gave that kind of box. There was no, you know, supermarkets don't do it. I had to go and do it myself. It's a lot of effort. And as we know, as humans, anything that requires effort, we just don't really do it. <laughs> we like the easiest route, the shortest route, the cheapest route. So in the end, after trying to find this kind of an easy way of, of getting a home delivery of, of this kind of diversity, um, I thought, right, well, well, we'll do it ourselves. So just by supplying, uh, partnering up with a supplier and saying, right, we'll do the gut test and then we'll link the gut test results with this weekly home delivery of 30 different types of fruits, veg, nuts, seeds, beans, herbs, spices, whole foods, natural foods to help people tick off this 30, 30 a week new guideline. Um, and, it, and it sounds hard when I say it to people, they're like, oh, what, 30 different types a week. I'm like, I bet you're, you're definitely already halfway there, probably. Right? And it's not difficult to add more because you don't need, you know, the way that, that fruit and veg boxes usually happen is that you get tons of carrots and you get a massive cauliflower and you get a huge bag of sprouts so you're having to eat several times the same sort of thing right whereas really you only need a couple of sprouts and one banana and one apple and one pear and that's just not how previously we've thought about putting fruit and veg boxes together and, and how it's not how they're packaged in the supermarkets it just doesn't happen like that but it's not difficult to do. So I'm pretty sure that we'll do it. And then tons of other people will do it as well. Cause it's, yeah. it's not difficult. It's just that no one has done it yet. So yeah. we'll be the first. But Amazing. A, lot of, a lot of companies are doing this using supplements, right? So they're linking, do your gut test. And then here's the supplement recommendation to help you improve your scores. Right. But, but I am not a huge fan of that because that to me, again, like we were saying, you know, our biology has not evolved over this hugely long time scale on supplements. It's, it's evolved on natural stuff in the natural. It can't be good for you. It just can't. Right? So, so it's not going to be if, if, if you're someone who absolutely cannot get access to real fruit and vegetables because you're in the international space station or something right then, <laughs> okay then then use supplements but really like no you, know, you should be having the real thing because there there are there's other benefits from like think of the amount of water as well that you get through increased plant intake right it increases your water content you've got all the additional fiber stuff and it's like yeah, I know people, oh, well, you could just get a powder fiber. It's like, why would you want to do that when you no. eat these delicious things? It just makes no sense. But there's always this obsession with, no, we'll find the, we'll find the, 
you know, a quick we'll, fix. We'll, we'll make it in the factory. <laughs> we'll make it in the lab and the factory, and then no, just eat the plants. So, uh, yeah, so that's kind of the the drum that I'm banging at the moment. Wow, I love it. So, do we have a rough estimation of when this is going to launch? When we can expect to order our our box from you? Well, so so the gut test right now this week we've made the gut test live um we've partnered with a fabulous lab in england and um working with those guys to to bring the gut test to the market so that's on the website right now on neuronwellness.com and there's the gut smart e-learning program as well so people can learn a bit about all these basic principles but the box is well march is the aim the aim is march and definitely by the time the book comes out in april the the new book um yeah you're doing it for me that's what i that was my next question so obviously you've been writing a trilogy and we've got two books out already the third the end to the trilogy is going to be out this year so what information can you share for us what can we expect from this final book well, the second book was the N equals one experiment where I, I blogged how I put myself through this experiment, right? The smart wellness made easy. Then I started putting other people through it and it was fascinating. So for a year now, I've been putting other people through it. So, you know, amazing, innovative corporate employers have, have come forward and they've offered it to their uh teams other people have have just bought it through the website other people have done it in in groups for me and it's been really interesting watching the different ways that people either succeed or don't with it and you know I, i called it smart wellness made easy because that book literally takes the key points from about 35 different new york best time times bestsellers um hundreds of research papers thousands of hours of lectures right and and just takes all the key points and puts it in one book and i thought right this is it you don't have to read all of that because i've read all of that and i've pulled the key points out and i've put it in this book to make it a lot easier to understand and some people whizzed through it, did the program, made the changes to the habits, lost the weight, saw the transformation in sleep quality, all kinds of different, you know, reversed biological age, because we've been measuring age with glycanage, the uh, inflammation test. And, you know, they, they, they are smart wellness super fans. And then other people kind of started it and then fizzled out halfway through other people just couldn't get started at all and it was really interesting you know i i began to realize that i'd found it quite easy because i was immersed in it as a research project for my book and i'm really fascinated by it and so it was easy for me and it was easy for some people who who just got stuck into it or they were doing it in groups with other people so they had accountability partners which makes it a bit easier but it's not easy for everyone so i was like well i know everyone needs to know this information so how do i make it even easier and so that's why the third book's 
called Auto-Tune Smart Wellness Made Even Easier, because what became apparent over the past year of, of the new research that's, that's flooding out around the gut microbiome is that the, the, the Neuron book had the wheel of wellness and the first pillar on that six wheel of wellness was consuming and it was all about food and drink habits, you know, and it's obvious that just focusing in on that first pillar of, of the wheel is enough to significantly reduce your risk of disease, like massively so, because what we're putting into our body is poisoning us, you know, all the processed foods, eating at the wrong time of day, disrupting our sleep quality, processed foods, sugar, blah, 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 hidden stuff that we don't even realize uh, is in it because we're so trusting. And so the the final book is all about, you know, how this, this kind of, you know, we have this inbuilt auto-tune mode. So homeostasis, right? That we have these incredible sophisticated systems that have, that have evolved over millions of years. We share a lot of this stuff with other species on the planet. It's not just humans that have got a lot of this um, biology, you know, some of it is similar to ours, some of it is very different, but, but there are similarities and it's evolved over a very, very, very long time. But ultimately these systems are designed to make tiny adjustments to keep us well. So we have an immune system that comes charging in when there's an invasion of something. We, we have these tiny little mechanisms that can secrete chemicals to keep things balanced and everything working around metabolism and brain chemistry and everything, sleep, everything, right? It's, it's incredible. And, but this auto-tune mode has not been allowed to function because we keep putting all this idiotic stuff in our body. Every molecule that we put into our mouth is having a detrimental effect and, and stopping that system from working. So even by addressing the consuming pillar on that wheel of wellness, so just the first pillar out of the six, you can significantly reduce your risk of disease and, and boost your wellness. And that one pillar actually also interacts with all of the others because the second that's what I was going to say I was surely it's going to have knock-on effects you know if you're eating better and you're feeling generally better you'll probably sleep better exactly you know exactly. yeah so 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 the final book really homes in on that first pillar and, and then you know it's it's highly likely then if people do focus in on that first pillar then then they might then decide to try some of the other, you know, the sleep hacks and the, and the, you know, the, the mental training hacks and the breath work and extending the exhales and all of the other things. But at the very least, it's like, right, just do two things, eat more plants and practice intermittent fasting. And those two things, even if, because I honestly believe as well that even if you're still eating some of the processed foods and the refined sugars, if you also start eating at least 30 different types of plants to be able to rebuild and, and have a much more diverse and, and healthy gut microbiome, 
then you're more likely to cope better with with your bad habits of processed foods and and then start working on those right the first thing is like just add the plants to to your existing intake and do a bit of intermittent fasting and then start stripping out all the stuff that you're addicted to because we are addicted to it because these you know the recipes in the processed foods and and the sugars they're designed to trigger our reward circuits in our brain you know we are addicted to them as you know tiff as a new scientist yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hello, i do know <laughs> no i do know and a question i mean it's just more out of curiosity on my end really is with the intermittent fasting is there a right or wrong way to do that or is it just a case of just make sure that you're having that that break well, as we are very individual, so we're, we're all humans, but we're very, very complicated and everyone. So what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for another person. So what we know is that, you know, back to our ancient times again, our ancient ancestors didn't have refrigerators and freezers and all these modern things and food on hand whenever we want it and and apps deliver that deliver whatever you want to the door within 15 minutes right we we didn't have all of this there, there were long periods of time where we were not eating and our biology does other jobs during that time so so when we've put food into the system you know it gets gets in gear and right we need to we need to work on digesting all that food and metabolizing all that food and everything else. But but once that job is over, there's housekeeping work to do. There's like all these other things that need to be done to keep our biology working properly, right? So we don't have loads of toxic waste chemicals and buildup and broken proteins and all of this kind of stuff. It's, it's really important that we give our biology time when it's not digesting food. So as a general rule of thumb what we have been doing is eating really late because we get home from work and by the time we've done everything and 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 you know and going to the gym is a classic example of this people think that they're boosting their wellness by going to the gym in the evening but by the time you've got through rush hour change gone to the gym blah blah, blah under bright lights at night yeah. Stim stimulating the sympathetic nervous system with loud music weird weird you know the brain is like i think i'm running but the but the, but the scenery isn't going past me so i can't yeah. be running it's I'm a very strange run. environment really when you think about it's, it isn't it yeah there's, there's nothing natural about it right so you're 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 triggering those stress chemicals like intense exercise in a highly stressful weird environment bright lights blah blah stimulating stimulating then driving home, get, it says two hours, but then you're eating late, then you've messed up your sleep because you've eaten late and you've overstimulated your brain before you go to bed. So you're not getting high quality sleep, right? All of that. And I don't know where I was going with this, but um, yeah, that's right, intermitt intermittent fasting. So, so if we eat dinner earlier and have breakfast later, then that is the easiest way to give our body and our biology the time it needs to do other stuff, to do all the housekeeping stuff. Because if you if you do your fasting in the day, you've got a whole 
day of being conscious of going, yeah. I'm not eating, I'm not eating, I'm not eating, I'm not eating. If you do it overnight, then it's a lot easier because you're asleep for a lot of that window of, of fasting. So it's as easy as that, right? It doesn't really, and the word fasting is a bit misleading because it sounds really terrible and some kind of, you know, restrictive punishment. No. All it means is have dinner earlier and the next morning have breakfast later. So eat within an eight to 10 hour window, a couple of days a week. I, I, I still do this now, like three or four days a week, Monday to th Thursday, and then Friday I go weekend <laughs> and yeah. I relax the rules and uh, enjoy myself. Good. Yeah. No, that's something to know as well, because I think sometimes people would would assume that you know there's no fun to be had isn't it that it's just it's serious I need to do it. so again I think that's something that is good to touch on here is that actually you know you can be flexible with this and really the the principles are there and there is wiggle room like you say if you if you want to have fun at the weekends do that but you know if 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 the foundation is there it's going to make a huge difference exactly and I, and I you know I cannot stress enough that I my all my wellness scores are far better than when I was preaching sport and exercise science and in the gym and doing this, that, and the other, you know, yes, my, I had a higher cardiovascular capacity and I could lift massive amounts of weights, but you don't need that for wellness. That's fitness. Mm. You know, if, if I'm going to enter a competition, then yeah, I need all of those schools, but they were not helping my sleep quality, my stress levels, mm. my gut bacteria, all of this other stuff that is the stuff that's linked to gut diversity and chronic inflammation that we now know is linked to all the illnesses, right? And I, I don't want an illness and therefore I want wellness and fitness is something different. And I think yeah. that this is a message that we need to really communicate to people because every single person that I speak to their knee-jerk reaction is, oh, I must go to the gym. Oh, I must join the gym. I'm like, no, you yeah, must it's just not, not do the that. same thing. Yeah. You must. Oh, sorry. This is my little doggy is getting bored. Because he's heard me talk about this like 10,000 times. <laughs> like you're not droning on. Like <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, sorry. it's fine. No, I mean, to be honest, it wraps it up quite well. I think this has been really, really insightful and it's been so nice to actually dig into this. And I'm very excited for your vegetable box. I'll be getting that. And I'm very excited for the, the next book as well. So thank you so much. Great catching up with you. Thanks very much. <laughs> we really hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you want to learn more about the Smart Wellness Challenge, the Smart Gut Accelerator course, or perhaps you just want to book that gut test and kickstart your journey to a healthier and happier you. You can find all that and more by visiting www.neuronwellness.com.